0: Welcome to the latest episode of the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. Today is another guest episode and one I am really looking forward to. Kylie Anderson is an online business strategist and award-winning coach, helping coaches and service-based business owners turn their existing knowledge and skills into high-ticket online programs so they can move from one-to-one to to -to one-to-many and have more income and time freedom. Kylie is also the founder of Iconic Wealth for Women, whose mission is to help 1 million women create more income, impact and influence, growing their wealth to grow their legacy. Kylie is an Aussie living in the UK for over 15 years who loves to travel, helping others create a ripple effect with their gifts and helping women create more wealth, leading to more impact. Welcome to the podcast, Kylie. I'm absolutely delighted to have you on this afternoon.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Can't wait.
0: So I'm going to ask you the same question I ask all my guests. What's your money story?
1: So, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? You, you got me thinking around that question today. I was like listening to some of your previous episodes. And I was like, what would I say? And I think the key thing for me, there's a couple of big things that come out of that. I think the money story for me is one is always around um starting your own business. I think I was a high-flying corporate. I did, what, 15 years in high-flying sales, so both in real estate and recruitment. Um, And then I started my business. Oh, what a journey that's been <laughs> Um, As they always say, a journey of a business is definitely a personal development journey, isn't it? And that's where you soon learn. I think about your money stuff is when you are building your own type of business. So I definitely have started to learn some stuff around my own money stories and my own money journey since starting my own business, um, which was never prominent when I was getting paid and and earning really good um, sales figures and things like that. So there's a a story around that in relation to my own personal one. Um, But the other thing is obviously now that I'm the founder of Iconic Wealth for Women is um, why I started that. So, and that come about from working with incredible women over the last five, six years, helping them build their businesses online. Um, so, as you know, I grow. I, I love to launch people online, grow their online courses, programs, things like that. But what I realised was that there was, A, some incredible women sitting there that weren't earning the money they should be earning. So one of my passions is helping women to break through some of those barriers to go how can they make more out of their existing knowledge and skills. Um, But importantly, then there's this other side of women that are earning loads of money and they're like, now what do we do with it? Um, And that's kind of how Iconic Wealth come about in relation to um, creating a community where we could just talk more openly about money, whether you're trying to build it yourself, grow it, or whether you're actually at the stage of like, okay, how do we invest? How can we do some philanthropic projects together? How can we, um, you know, start investing more so that we can take some time out instead of, you know, continually being in our businesses? Um, So it's been quite an interesting journey and I'm learning along the way as well. But, um, yeah, for me, it's closing some of the gaps that we've got. So especially in the UK, you know, the thing that kind of kicked me to get started with Iconic had been talking about it for about a year was when I was helping a financial planner with her online program and I was going through some of the stats with her. I was going through some of the statistics and, like, you know, one in four women in the UK are going to be in poverty in retirement. Mm -hmm. I was like, but how? Women are now starting to control more assets. We're starting to run businesses. We're starting to grow our income. So why are we going to be in poverty in retirement? That's the statistics from age. I think it's aged UK. Um, And what I realised is we could end up in this kind of what I call the lottery syndrome really where we can earn good money but a lot of us can't keep it. Yeah, A lot of us don't know how to invest it. We still shy away from things like investing. We shy away from um, understanding our pensions more, taking some risks with money. We're still very much conditioned not to necessarily do that. Um, And I think it was 40% we invest 40% less than men do. Um, but you know, my saying, my saying is always if good women earn good money, they do good things. Yeah. And I totally agree with that. We love giving it away. We love giving it back. Um, but there is a side of it that it, we want wealth to be okay. Yeah. It's okay to have money. It's okay to keep some money. It's okay to invest money and it's okay to put your own oxygen mask on before you sometimes help other people as well. Yeah. So that's kind of been my money story and journey and it's, it's ever developing. I think Leslie. <laughs> I think like you always say, it's a, a layers of onions that you yeah. peel it off, don't you? And it's like something else comes off. It's like, yeah.
0: And I think that's exactly it, isn't it? It's, it is recognising that your money story is something that is is going to ever change, is an evolutionary process. And that is fine as long as you are open to being on that journey and to deviating off that journey mm-hmm a different course, a different direction, then that's okay because you are forever learning. It's for those people who become stuck, who don't feel that wealth is for them or who put a very negative connotation on the word wealth. Because I believe you have had some people that have struggled with the definition of wealth to them and therefore have not identified with what you're doing. Talk to me about that.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because even when I went to call it Iconic Wealth, um, a few people said to me, are you sure? Are you sure you want to call it wealth? And I was like, yeah, what's wrong with wealth? Wealth is great. It's, you know, it's creating the life you desire. It's spending time with your kids. It's, you know, whatever you want wealth to be. Um, But yeah, some of the the backlash I've had, like, and and not even backlash, really, some of the comments and questions like, um, you know, we're putting an event on and, and I've had some people say, oh, but I'm not wealthy. Should I come? And it's like, well, yeah, that's that's the reason you should be there. <laughs> um, but it is really interesting the the connotation. The, the and this is the thing that I wanted to start with with Iconic was just starting these conversations to make the language normal to help women just to go, wealth is okay, there's nothing wrong with wealth, it's not bad, it's not good, it's just what you want it to be. Um, and, you know, that for me is one of the most empowering things we can do is if we can make some of this language, some of the jargon, some of the, the connotations behind money and wealth, the norm, rather yeah. than being abnormal, um, and available to everyone. And um, Steph Taylor is the one that kind of um, really kind of rocked me with her story when I, when I helped her build her program and, and, um, where she's at now. But it was always one of the things she always defined herself by was wealth wasn't for her, was for other people. And that's what I started Iconic Wealth for is to try and change some of that to go, why isn't it for you? Yeah instead let's ask ourselves the opposite question. Yeah. Um and what would you do with it if you just had a little bit more? Yeah. And that doesn't mean just riches it's like you said it's it's changing that connotation around what wealth means. It could be that you get an extra 2 hours a week to spend with your kids. You know it's yeah. like do you get to take that extra holiday and spend quality time with your family like what is wealth to you and i think a lot of it's changed very rapidly with with everything we've been through over the last three years is economy and the climate and everything like that. I think more people are open and aware than what they used to be. I think we were just ticking over a lot um, in relation to just get up, do the norm, do that sort of thing. But I think life has kind of re-kicked back into gear and people are realising actually... Spending that time with their family was so important absolutely absolutely yeah. yeah I had a conversation
0: yesterday with a financial planner funnily enough, and we were talking about how the language around uh, financial freedom had changed, where up until relatively recently, financial freedom was seen as being you know the domain. Of people who were inheriting significant wealth from family or were winning, you know, big on the lottery, et cetera. But yeah. actually, we are starting to reframe financial freedom as not necessarily being for people who have many zeros, you know, in their bank accounts. It's actually a little bit like with wealth, it's an approach to something that is important to you that defines a life that you want to construct for yourself rather than somebody else's meaning, somebody else's definition of a particular word. And I think what you spoke about there in terms of wealth and more time, that financial freedom is what I am hearing more and more women talking about, they're not talking about it being connected to a particular number, Number, they're connecting it to a choice around how they spend their time.
1: Yeah, and I think that, and that's another big shift, especially in the online space now industry. It's very much like, oh, I'm a seven-figure guru and all that sort of thing, which I've kind of definitely shied away from in the yeah. past. But I think that, you know, but there is a money element. So what I don't want it to do, what we don't want it to become, though, is we don't want it to shift so far back that it's not okay to want to earn money as well. Absolutely. Because I think that's the thing. It's finding the balance to go, look, if you want to go and make 10 million, go and make it. Like, if you're that driven and you want to do it, go and do it. There's, You know, we want to encourage women to do that as well. Um, but there is definitely a shift in relation to what financial freedom means. And I think the other thing is we're seeing so many people create it younger. Yeah. Like, you know, the ones I talk to at the moment that are, you know, they're earning six figures <laughs> online and you're like, you know, they don't even think about how they're doing it. It's just like, you know, you've got your TikTokers, you've got your, these guys are, are raking in some money. Yeah. Um, and I think, again, unless we change the financial conversation to go, well, that's great, you know, we're already seeing, I've, you know, you're you're working with a lot of kids, aren't you? But, you yeah. know, I've definitely seen some stories recently where, you know, these 17 to 21-year-olds that are earning good money are fatigued because they don't, the, the pressure and they don't know what to do with it and, I guess there's probably a little bit of, you know, who do we help, who not do we help, you know, the pressure on family I can imagine, probably quite huge, all those conversations. You know, a lot of people don't like to talk about their money because they don't want to be hassled about having to give it away all the time or do something with it. Um, and I remember reading a story, I think he was 17 or 18 he was, and the pressure on him at the moment because he's earned so much money was unbelievable so I think we're in this really weird paradigm of of you know there's still this side of of the future where there's a lot of people that aren't planning for retirement there's especially like I said a lot of women coming through that don't have any retirement plans and they're by themselves. They don't have partners to support them anymore or they're on their own journey or whatever. Um, But then there's this other side of it that, you know, how do you just manage money? How do you control the emotions around it? How do you have conversations with your family? Um, All of that is shifting and changing massively. Yeah. Um, So I think we're in a really interesting time around what wealth really means. And and like you said, financial freedom is just... I think mean, it's just out the window <laughs> yeah. it's just a complete different paradigm isn't yeah. it to where, even where we were like you said a couple of years ago completely different conversation
0: exactly completely and I different. think as well you know pe- people talk about you know the dangers of social media and mm. they talk about how people can do the whole you know comparisonitis and imposter syndrome etc yes those elements are true but what social media and the whole access to the internet has done as well, is brought home to people the art of the possible. Mm
1: -hmm. We now
0: know that you don't have to have been born wealthy in order to create wealth. In fact, there are more people who are born in poverty that actually end up significantly wealthy than those who inherit wealth. So I think... Exactly. So I think... I think the internet, etc., has done good in terms of helping people to aspire to more. But I think that there is that lack of education and perhaps a lack of knowledge around who to trust to help people to know what to do when they have earned the money in the first place. And I think part of what you are doing is helping to educate women in a very, very safe environment. Because I think for lots of us, we don't want to be seen to be asking the stupid question. No question is a stupid question. If you don't know the answer, you don't know the answer. And I think what you're doing in encouraging people to be able to say – look, I know possibly I should know, but I don't. How do I, where do I go to, to, to buy stocks and shares? How do I safely invest to be below the threshold? That's going to mean more of it's going to be taken away in taxes, et cetera. What's been your philosophy in putting iconic wealth together?
1: Yeah, I think, I think there's two things. One, um, it's like you said, I wanted to start the conversations because I think you're right there. I think, that even though we've got access to more information, I think actually a lot of people go into information overload um, and they they don't know where to start. It's like you said, who do you turn to? Do you ask your friends? Do you ask your family? Like... Um, and I think that was one of the things for me was to bring together some trusted, and especially for me, women, it's like you said, why I did it for women in the first place was to bring some trusted advisors together going, look, these guys have walked their walk for a long time. Um, you know, they've been around it. They've seen different things in the industry. So at least if you've got a question, you can come in the community and ask it. Um, but I think for me, it was the very much the, the, the feeling of, that it's okay for anyone, no matter where you're starting from. And, you know, in the book, you know, we've we obviously you're part of the book, which is incredible, and um, <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet, go and check Leslie's chapter out. Um, but the, the book itself ideally was, again, to just start inspiring stories, to start to get people to talk about their own money story. Because I think, like you said, the biggest thing that controls all of this is communication and conversation. And, you know, I noticed it definitely coming from Australia to here, you know, there is a a stiff upper lip when it comes to talking about money and things like that. And I think that's the thing that if we just become more open to conversations and it becomes more normal, like um, I did a piece recently in, in the Money and Finance magazine, and they were shooting a video around um changing the language and the jargon in finance. And I was controversial. I didn't expect to get my video approved because I turned around and said, I don't think you should change the jargon because you have to understand the jargon. What you have to do is educate women to know and to be comfortable to go in and have a conversation around that jargon. So you don't change the jargon. What you do is maybe make it accessible in a different way. So like you said, women learn differently. So it's like maybe you need to change the way you're educating women around that jargon, but the jargon itself can't change. You're not going to change your bank you know, talking about shares in a particular way, you're not going to change the industry language. <laughs> it's not going to happen. No, exactly. Um, but it's making people more comfortable to have those conversations and ask those questions. Yeah. To go, well, how do I get started? And, and you know, and busting this myth wealth that you have to have money to make money. Yeah. Um, Because you just don't. Like, you can start small and you can, you know, Um, we talk about investing, don't we, for like 25 quid a month. Like, that's how I got started investing. I just literally taking out of my account i don't see it. it goes into a fund um but there's compounding beautifully <laughs> um you know there's all different ways you can grow your grow your wealth and it's it's finding the things that are right for you as well and the the risk factor involved on on what you're like as a person
0: yeah i think that is the thing isn't it because when we were at school i don't think compound interest was taught in an exciting enough way <laughs> no. we all remember you know doing God. doing the no. homework and the sums etc but it was never ever anything i no. connected with at Not all, at all. No. it was only when i was older and you know my financial planner talked about compound interest i suddenly go compound interest
1: yeah let, let that, that somewhere
0: all, I? <laughs> yeah. and i think that is the whole thing isn't it mm, something it is. as yeah. simple as compound interest Is taught in primary schools, but it's not taught in a way that is engaging. And as soon as you can latch on to the power of compound interest, all of a sudden you can actually see what it means to you, the relevance to you, and it switches you on to the possibilities that are available for you. I will be back after this short break. Financial awareness is not taught in enough schools, which means children are not receiving the level of information needed to help them become money savvy. With 87% of 11 to 18 year olds saying they have limited knowledge about managing money. Only 4 in 10 children and young people saying they've had some financial education at school and research demonstrating that those who don't receive financial education as a child are more likely to be unemployed or earning less today than those who did. This is why I have developed the Money and Mindset Made Simple for Teenagers online self-paced programme to help our children to empower their knowledge of and relationship with money. As a parent, you want to equip your children with the essential life skills to allow them to thrive in today's fast moving world. So go to the show notes to access full details for the program. If you are a school or institute that would like to use the program under license, then reach out directly to me via email leslie at moneyconfidenceacademy.com. Now let's return to the show.
1: Yeah. And especially too, like, um, you know, compound interest has such a powerful message in the small steps that make a big difference. Yeah. And we all know we, we talk about this a lot in business as well. Cause like in business, you know, I see this so often with women that are starting businesses, they're growing, you know, and they get something that works and they stop and they go to that next shiny object. So you're like, uh, no, go back. Do what you've done, but do it better. And, you know, the the difference you can make, like you said, um, one of the guys showed me this in Profit First, where if you just adjust one element, you can triple your business. You know, whether that's increasing the leads by 50% or, you know, increasing your prices by 20% or whatever it is, can actually double your business and your profits over time. And, And that for me, again, it's another element of what compound interest does is where it grows but it's also if you leave it in or you adjust it slightly, it can make a massive impact to the end game. Um, and I see that the same in businesses. It's like you know, don't don't reinvent the wheel all the time. Actually, keep improving on what you're doing. And if most people have started businesses, you watch them. I love Marie Forleo, you know I do. Um, she's one of the long-standing growth ones I've seen. But you know, again, all she did was a great program and then improved it. You know, my client, Stephanie, and, and that, you know, they created a great program. They haven't adjusted the program. They've made it better every year. Now, they've done a million in that now. You Know and it's just like if people overcomplicate things a lot of the time, I think, as well. Is like find something you enjoy, find something you're interested in, and then stick with it. Yeah, but stop swapping. It's like you said, that's where comparative. Um, what, I hate that word, I can never say it. Comparative, <laughs> that's it, that's one. Um, comes in because you're always seeing what someone else is doing, yeah. and you, you get out of your lane, and you're like, no, stay in your lane, stay doing what you're doing, just improve on it. Yeah, um, and we're very quick to switch around a lot of the times, and I think that's where. You know, if you can apply the compounding effect to what you do in business and in life, it's the same. It's those small incremental steps make a massive impact on your end results. Yeah, no, very,
0: very, very But you're
1: right about it teaching because I know you teach kids and, I mean, God, I remember doing that. I was one of the top math students and I didn't apply any of it. It's like you said, it wasn't relative. And that's the thing, I think, where... You know, I, I love what you're doing with teaching kids because I think it's it's more relative to what they understand, yeah. but also how they can then apply it, how they can use it every day, and start yeah. to apply it when they're younger. And oh god, I wish someone had set me up an ISA account in when I was 15. You know, I know. Just put 10 quid in. Yeah. It's like, you know, and that's the things we should be doing more of is encouraging the younger ones, especially now they're earning as well. Like you said, where people are coming through yeah. and earning, it's just like don't live to that means to stop take it straight out your account don't even notice it's come out um and you know that's where I think like you said we should be having more um diagrammatic here if you just put this 50 quid in here and it does this in five years this is what can happen um and we need to have more of those conversations and especially with women I think that empowering women around these types of topics and the kids is is just incredible really, isn't it? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what is your big vision for iconic wealth? Oh <laughs> well. That you know, can share.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, well, it's growing. It's interesting. But again, um, you know, when I did it, it was quite funny because I was at a turning point in my business where I love what I do, I love launching programs, and I'll continue to do that probably for the next couple of years. But I wanted to have some more fun. And for me, that's what started it. I was like, what am I missing in my business? So I'd come out of COVID. I'd got a bit bored. And I was like, what am I missing? And it's like conversations with incredible women around the globe. And and like you said, don't ask me why I didn't start my podcast till now because that would have probably solved it too but um but it was more about i just want to spark inspiration i want to spark conversation i want to spark ideas um so in a way it started like that so we have panel discussions we have live training we're we're now um moving into the event scenario so for me again it's like how can we bring this to everyday women and go, look, come and join us for a day of inspiration and come and join us for a day of ideas, things that might light your fire that you didn't even think about in relation to your, your wealth journey. And, yes, the word wealth is in there, so ignore it and come with and spend the day with us. Um, but, yes, yeah, so I'm looking at obviously um, I want to turn it into a a I guess, an events-based type community business. That's where we're going. Um, are we looking at an app? Maybe down the track at the moment, I don't know. But at the moment, it's very much around, I want to be the, I always say, I want to be the Oprah of wealth because I want to start conversations. I'm bringing in experts that have got the knowledge and skills. I don't need to be the expert at everything. This is about showcasing incredible women who have knowledge and skills that can help you on your wealth journey. Yeah, that's all it was ever meant to be. Yeah. Um, And I just want to be the linchpin that brings these incredible women together. Yeah. Um, And obviously, I've got my own, you know, I love online businesses. For me, it's the best leverage I've ever seen. You can scale fast. And, um, you know, I'll continue that conversation for quite a few years, I think. But um, for me, that's the that's the big vision of Iconic. If we can just change one more person's life, um around you know that's for me I love the little wins I love listening to oh I just got my first investment thing I'm like so excited by that I'm like you know there's a couple of people that have just opened up ISA accounts and stock ISA like yay they're off and running yeah so I'm always about the if we can just change someone's belief either in themselves that they can do it or that they can literally learn something and then they can go and apply it that makes me happy. Yeah, That's what this is all about.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And I think as well,
0: what popped into my head as you were talking there was, you know, the people that were reluctant, you know, to come to the event in September, because they didn't feel, you know, I'm not wealthy, should I mm. be there? Well, they are probably, there are a number of mums amongst them, you might not be wealthy. You can learn how to start your wealth journey, but even better than that, as a mum, you can then encourage your child to begin their wealth journey sooner than you did. So that ripple effect is even bigger. And I love the fact that one of the authors, Della, Della, is bringing her daughter with her.
1: Isn't that crazy? Flying in from America to spend the day with us in London to talk about wealth, but she's bringing her daughter. Now that for me, and then again, there you go, that's the small things that just blow me away. Like. If we can inspire her daughter just with one thing in that room or she creates a connection she needed or, you know, she follows someone else's journey and go, oh, my God, I love what she's done. Can I do it too? That for me is is it, it just lights my soul up. And, yeah, the fact she's flying in from America is even better. (laughs) Um,
0: Absolutely, you
1: know that's just crazy she bought both tickets she bought another ticket for someone else to give it away as well so um, and I think that's the thing for me this is this was always meant to be about community collaboration and just really sharing stuff that um, adds value but it also just might get someone over the line to try something new or to think about something that has maybe been niggling but not they've never really been brave enough to go and connect with someone that's doing it or find out a bit more about it um and I think that's where you know we talk about so many different strategies don't we we've got property professionals in there we've got money for people to get over the money blocks so if you haven't yeah. talked to Leslie yet get over <laughs> some of the money mindset stuff um cuz it holds women back in a different way it doesn't hold yeah. men back like it yeah. really doesn't I I have been in in a world of millions of dollars worth of sales over 20 years and men just sell differently men think about money differently a lot of the times now not all the time there's definitely men men with their own issues around money um but i do find that we have to with women we've just got to get over the conditioning the, the yeah. years of conditioning culture the family upbringing all that sort of thing and we're definitely seeing that with the younger generation you know there's definitely a change with the younger generation um but i definitely think our generation still got a long way to go. <laughs> um, yeah yeah totally you agree. know but um, but it's that sort of thing. So we're talking money blocks. We've got people in there talking about building brands. Like building brand is so crucial to long-term wealth now. You know, if you need to ever pivot, if you ever need to change what you're doing, build some sort of brand, you'll always bring an asset into your business um all your life if you can create some sort of brand um, even if it's just personal for yourself down the track who knows when you need it yeah. um, so I'm always about personal brand building because I think that that is one of your long-term wealth now if you don't have it as part of your life I think you're missing opportunities out there for sure um, and you know talking about different strategies we're talking about investing um, so it comes from an array of angles in relation to kind of how to build a wealth journey really yeah. how to build your wealth journey that works for you
0: yeah so talk to me about yes. the iconic wealth for women the first conference that's being held on the 14th of September so just a few short weeks away from oh, no. listening to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> tell me closer. about tell me more so the listeners can hear what with uh, what they will
1: experience
0: on the day yeah
1: fabulous yeah i'm so excited because again you know when i when i created iconic it was meant to be just for a community online we'd see where it takes us then we got together and we created this book collaboration and it's like there's 18 incredible experts in that book um if you haven't read it go and get a copy of it it's got I mean, I had to resit and read it. It's funny when I put it together, I didn't really get a chance to read all the chapters, and oh my god, I've sat there and nearly read it all twice again. So there's some incredible stories in there, personal stories as well as strategic things and things you'll learn. Um, but and then from the book, I was like, well, I want to bring these women together. So that's kind of what started it. I'd always thought about having a wealth event, an annual one, um, but I didn't wasn't quite ready for it so I just went oh, let's do it anyway <laughs> and I figured the book was the one that was like well why not bring these incredible women together to showcase so um, it's a mixture we've got a few external kind of keynote speakers coming in um, that have been in industries for a long time or they've been around money or they've had their own wealth journey um, to inspire and just create a different angle into into what we bring to the table um, but then uh, most of the authors are going to be there and we're having things like panel discussions where you can meet some of the authors and connect with them, ask questions. You know, those we were talking about those questions. There's never a dull question or a wrong question. We want to encourage conversation at this event. It's meant to be interactive um, and don't be scared. If that scares you, you can also sit there quietly on the sidelines. <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah. someone the other day was said to me, oh, do I have to ask a question? It's like, no, you can sit there and enjoy it as well. But, you know, the goal is to have some interaction with the, some of the speakers Um, We want to make it as real as possible. So it's a a one day, it's a full-on one day from nine till five. Um, You know, you'll come in, you'll hear some amazing speakers, you'll get to then join some of the panel discussions. Um, I'm trying to tailor as much as possible so you can choose if you want to go and listen to a particular panel. Um, We're just manoeuvring that at the moment because we had a big change of venue. (laughs) Um, But ideally, you can come in, have some some conversations. And again, the idea about is it for some inspiration, um, it's to learn some things so you will definitely learn some um, you know different ways of doing things maybe some different strategies for wealth um, but also what wealth means to other people so you'll realize you're not alone I think yeah. that's one of the biggest things um, after the book launch event one of the girls come up to me and I remember her saying to me she wasn't going to come to the book launch and she said oh my god I feel so at home now because I'm not alone and that was just so empowering and I'm hoping the event does the same Um, We're at a beautiful venue at Westminster Chapel. It's incredible. Um, And really, it's just going to be a great daily day out. Like, that's the way I see it. It's a fabulous day out. It's going to have some inspiration, stories, tactics, strategies, um, but really a chance. If you want to build your network, like that was the other feedback I got from the book. Um, from when we launched the book, where some of the girls went, Wow, these girls are amazing. Like they wouldn't have connected with people like you before. Like, and I think that's the other thing is for me, is just, you know, if you're not in the field, don't worry about it. Just come along for a day out of something different. Um, there is something for everyone there. And I think that's the bit, again, if I can inspire a few people that aren't necessarily around that to come in and experience a completely different day with some, just some inspiring people. Yeah. Um, I think they'll just have a great day. It's just going to be good fun. And it's not a typical stuffy conference. I refuse to have it as a typical stuffy sit there in your chair all day type conference. Um, We're trying to mix it up however we can without it making it feel like a festival at the same time (laughs) Um, because, you know, it's a serious topic and we want it to, but we want it to be a fun topic, a fun day. It's not just about, you know, what wealth means or money. It's like come and actually have a day and be inspired, learn, learn, Um, you know create a connection make a new friend like that's what it's all about as well
0: absolutely and I think it is that you know it is that um, being able to to create those right connections even if they're not a connection you you need in the immediate future Mm -hmm. you'll be surprised a little bit later down the line you'll suddenly go oh yeah I met that person at that event. I'm going to reach out to them. Or you can refer back to, do you remember when we met? And I know when I when I have umdenard about going to a particular event and haven't gone, how much I am kicking myself <laughs> afterwards. And we know it can be daunting to go along to an event where. You maybe don't know somebody, but just reach out, reach out to me, reach out to Kylie. You know, if you if you're listening and you're thinking, I'd love to go, but I don't know anybody, reach out to us and we will look out for you on the day and welcome you very, very warmly. Because we have been in that position over the years where we've had to step out of our comfort zone to go and do something that we know afterwards we will be thanking ourselves for taking that step to doing so.
1: Yeah, that's, that is just one of the most powerful messages. You know, I mean, like you said, I mean, Della's flying into the US to greet you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, she's so bubbly, She's so exciting. But you know, that it's like you said, there's 18 female experts there that just have a similar vision. You know, and that's the thing I think, again, I realized was I, the power of my network. It's like you said, I hadn't really ever tapped into my network in business. It's funny, it's the first time I've kind of really embraced it. And when I started going through like, oh, you know, who do I want? What sort of, what sort of backgrounds do I want? I realised how wealthy my network was, but not just because of what they do, but just because of the knowledge and experience and the stories they have of their own. Um, and that was, again, one of the big feedback we got from the book launch was hearing why they do what they do. What wealth means to them is I can guarantee it means similar to you. So, like you said, if you're sitting there, they've been there. They've they've sat in that chair, they've maybe been at home going, Oh, I can't really afford to do this. Can I afford to do it? Or they, you know, they've had all those stories of like, but I'm not, I haven't started investing or I haven't got my first property or whatever it is one of the ladies in the room's been there. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the thing is like, you're not alone. And that is the message. We can get that across. Um, but yeah, we will welcome you with open arms. It's not going to be scary. You know, you don't have to be, there's no pressure to, you know, we're not going to make you dance down the back <laughs> or or turn to your neighbor. No, we are going to get you to get to know each other. Cause that's what it's about. Like exactly. you said, the connections. I mean, those connections, a lot of them i made at events. Steph said to me the other day, she goes, do you remember when we first met and I was like, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm just trying to think where we actually first met. she's like, at an event in London, it was a property event, one of our property friends put on. I didn't normally go, but I went, and that's how I met Steph. Uh-huh. And, you know, she's been one of my biggest clients since, and, you know, and, and advocates in relation yeah. to Iconic. But, you know, that's where you just don't know who you're sitting next to. Yeah. And it's powerful. like it's, it's so powerful. And the yeah. energy I think about, and again, you know, this is why, I didn't really want to do something just for women. You know, I've, I've had a yeah. massive debate about yeah. that, haven't I, around, oh, but I'm doing it just for women. Why? I, I really believe in inclusivity, and, you know, I, I want to empower women to work with men and be with men and everything like that, and I really struggled with that, but there is something so powerful about having women energy in a room together, yeah. um, you know, and it's not about excluding men. It's not yeah. about hating men or anything like that. I hate that when people say, oh, does that mean men can't yeah. be? It's like, no, it's not. It's just a different energy and I think when we're trying to break these money conversations and break some of these wealth conversations we need to be in that energy to start it out and then it escalates outwards from there because it means you can go and have a confident conversation with maybe your partner or you can go into a bank and have a conversation and be confident in holding your own Um, and I think that's where the empowerment sort of flows outwards from there I think yeah very much sure Totally,
0: totally agree. So how can people connect with you, Kylie?
1: Yeah, so I know there's going to be links around this podcast because I know what you're like. You're very organized. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I I, I hang out a lot on LinkedIn. I'm a LinkedIn girl, so I am on LinkedIn most. Just find me under Kylie Anderson on LinkedIn. I'm pretty well always there. Um, Obviously, we've got the Iconic Wealth for Women community. If you just Google IconicWealthForWomen.com, you will find our site and you'll find all the information on there. Um, But come and join us. Just get into the community, get to know some of us as well. And, And like you said, if you're nervous about potentially coming to the event on the 14th of September, jump into the community first say hello to a few people get to know some people we're going to start some threads very soon around you know where people are staying and who's doing what so we're about to do that as it gets a bit closer Um, so do come and connect with us and and just share with you even share those fears because again it's a safe community and it's a safe space to to share those as well like what's your biggest fear around wealth we'd love to hear it as well so it's not just all about um you know us being driven and positive it's also come and share some of your fears some some of the stuff that hold you back maybe um we'd love to help you through some of that as well so um yeah that's the best thing to to do Brilliant. And
0: all of those details will be in the show notes, including how to get tickets, how to access a community, how to buy the book. So please click on the the show notes and everything will be there. Thank you very much for your time today. As you know, I love having these conversations with you. These are vital conversations to be having. And thank you for everything that you are doing for the community and for women and wealth in general. Thank Thank you, thank you so much
1: for having me. It's been brilliant. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Thanks very much for listening to the latest episode of the Let's Talk Money and More podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to better understand your relationship with money, then please head to the resources section on my website, the Money Confidence Academy, and download my monthly Money Mindset Audit. This will allow you to create a benchmark for where your relationship with money is right now and allow you to continue to measure it on a monthly basis as you do the inner work to improve it. You will also find a copy of my money archetypes assessment at the same time, which will allow you to start to really understand which are your three primary money archetypes driving your relationship with money and how to use this information to make, spend, keep and invest more money. Or if you are a female online business owner, why not join my free Money Confidence community over on Facebook? A link to the group and other ways to connect with me can be found in the show notes. Finally, if you have enjoyed listening to the podcast, please do tell others about it. And I would love it if you rated it and
1: gave a review.